Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Diana O'Carroll. This week's question is all about getting in a spin. Hello, my name's Charlie and I'm from Milton Keynes and I have this question about the spider. How does a spider work out all the positions for the different elements of its web? Is it a brilliant mathematician? Just how do those ingenious arachnids do it? Hi, I'm Todd Blackledge. I'm an associate professor of biology at the University of Akron. Surprisingly, despite how elegantly symmetric orb webs are, they don't have a map of the shape of the web. Instead, they have genes that control how they move individual legs as they're manipulating silk threads and how to interconnect silk threads. It all starts off with a bridge thread. So a spider can suspend its web in midair by releasing a very lightweight silk thread until it snags on something, such as a, a tree on the other side of the trail you're walking on. That bridge thread then forms the core of the web. The spider is able to move out and begin to build an outer framework for the web at the same time as it establishes what are called the radial threads. Those you can think of as the spokes on a wagon wheel. And then once this framework is done, the spider then produces a temporary spiral. So it starts at the center of its web. And this temporary spiral acts as a physical guide for the spider to then spin the final gluey capture spiral. And the spider starts at the outside of the web, follows that temporary spiral, and essentially paints itself into a corner in the center of its web. They actually use their legs to measure the distances. So if you watch an orb spider as it's spinning its web, it's reaching out with one set of legs to touch the uh, temporary spiral, and then using its hind legs to then position the sticky spiral. So the spacing between rows of silk is going to change as a spider matures and the length of its legs grows longer and longer. So spiders have some clever genes telling them how to spin their webs. And instead of a set square and tape measure, they only have to use their legs. Well, I guess that's what measuring a foot is all about. And from floaty webs to uh, floaters now for next week's question. Hello, this is Paul from New Zealand. My question is, would it be possible to have a coil of thin wire in one's spectacle frames which would attract floaters in the eye to the extremities of the eye so that they would not float across the eye and be a distraction? Why do we get those little flickery shadows dancing across our vision and can we stop them? Help us answer this next question of the week by emailing us, chris at thenakedscientist.com or you can write something on our forum and that's at thenakedscientist.com forward slash forum. We'll be back to tackle that one next week. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the EPSRC, the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com. 
thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.